Hello and welcome back to another episode. This is Coach Man. In this week's episode, we'll be talking about the Premier League. We had two very interesting games, the Maryside Derby and Tottenham versus West Ham. We'll be talking about Van Dyke's injury, uh, what happened in La Liga and Serie A. So without further ado, let's get into it. Coming back from the national team break, the biggest news was the Christi- that Cristiano Ronaldo tested positive for COVID-19. Um, he seems to be doing pretty well. He went online and talked uh, to the fans for a few minutes saying that he had no symptoms at all and that he is looking forward to go back to work. It's really funny how life works sometimes. Uh, in a game against France, Ronaldo was seen getting close to Varane. Uh, his former Real Madrid teammate and uh, with Mbappe as well having a nice exchange, both of which uh, are negative. He also posted a picture right after the game with the entire Portuguese team having a uh, massive dinner. And funny enough, it looks like nobody else has tested positive in a Portuguese team. So, you know, we have to remind ourselves that these COVID tests are about 80% accurate at best. And Ronaldo might have been a false positive for all we know. Nonetheless, we wish him a quick return. And um, another player that had COVID and recently made a comeback is Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Who came back and scored two goals in the Milan Derby. What a performance. Great to see Zlatan back uh, and and see him, uh, you know, on the score sheet again. We wish all the best to Ronaldo and uh, he looks to be doing just fine asymptomatic and uh, we look forward to seeing him uh, back with Juventus earlier this week PSG won 4-0 against Nimes with Mbappe scoring a double and now they look forward to playing against Manchester United in the Champions League of course now with uh, Cavani ready to make his debut for Manchester United against his former teammate what a <laughs> what a storyline that could be if Cavani manages to score against PSG's former team. Um, also, Alex Telles is set to make his debut for Manchester United as well. So we'll see how that works like. Um, of course, that's a great set segue into uh, the Premier League. This week, since we're talking about Manchester United, they won 4-1 against Newcastle. A brilliant performance from Bruno Fernandes once again. Uh, what, a, what a transfer. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still in, in shock on how great this player is and performance after performance. I think that he should be the next captain. I think uh, Harry Maguire is still going through uh, troubling times. And I think uh, n- not to bash on him or anything, but I think that uh, Bruno Fernandes definitely earned the captaincy. They were saying that in a game against uh, PSG, They'll make him the captain. I, I believe he fully deserved that. And I think he deserves to be the captain game in and game out because he looks like the guy that not only talks the talk, but he actually walks the walk as well. He says that, uh, you know, the team has to do better and he goes out and he does better every single time. He he makes goal contributions. He scores the goals. I mean, what more can you ask for? Um, of course, in the win, in Manchester United's win against Newcastle, Harry Maguire scored a goal. Okay, great. Fantastic. Um, he still looked confused on the pitch. He uh, got passed easily on numerous occasions. 
And I honestly don't think this is a comeback for Maguire. Unfortunately, his confidence is still too low. And I think uh, we will see that in the next upcoming games. Um, I I believe that um, no question this goal will, will boost his morale. But we, we constantly see he's he's his performances are well below the average of of any pretty much any other defender in the Premier League and not only um hopefully hopefully he can get his uh, groove back together because i mean we we all saw what happened um against England he got um uh, sent off in a national team break um right before that he had a horrendous performance with United and um yeah uh in and out of the pitch um it's it's been uh uh a, a pretty tough time for Harry Maguire which we all hope that uh he gets back to his old self and proves everybody wrong and proves that he is actually worth the staggering price that Manchester United bought him for moving on to the Merryside Derby Everton remains on the top of the league. Well, Pickford had a tremendous game. He had a bunch of incredible saves. Mo Salah had uh, scored his 100th goal. And James Rodriguez had an assist and a great overall performance. Now, the game ended as a draw, 2-2, but <laughs> huge controversy again. Liverpool had a perfectly valid goal. This allowed due to poor VAR offside technology. Now, everybody saw in a replay that it was not offside. It was definitely not offside. You can see the line was behind the player. And if you get a chance, please go back and look at it. It was it was clear as day that it wasn't an offside. And for whatever reason, the VAR referee said that it was. Um, I'm still baffled. Um, I'm still uh, in in in. I'm I'm pretty disappointed to be honest with you. How? <laughs> what's the purpose of having VAR? If you look at a replay and you see it's not offside, but you say it's offside, I mean this is unacceptable. And uh, there there should be there should be something to to prevent this from happening in the future. It's 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 really poor. It's really poor. Klopp said. Um, in a post-match interview that he really liked the game, that it was brilliant. Uh, he liked this passing game, and he was looking for a response after that 7-1 defeat against Villa. Unfortunately, this draw came in at a huge cost for Liverpool because um, two key injuries occurred. One earlier in the game, in the 11th minute, when Van Dyke got in a strong tackle with Pickford and got uh, injured, taken off, um... Early reports say that he could be missing six plus months. It may be due to an uh, ACL tear or rupture. We don't know just yet. And later on, Richardson um, had a very aggressive tackle on Thiago for which uh, uh, he was awarded a red card. Uh, of course, Thiago uh, is doing better. He looks like he may be missing a few days, but uh, Van Dyke's uh, condition, they still haven't come up with a statement. Van Dyke just said that, you know, I'll do my best to, you know, get back uh, as soon as possible, which usually means that it's a very, very long term um, injury. 
Jurgen Klopp was also asked about the controversial VAR decision to disallow uh, Jordan Henderson's perfectly valid goal. And Klopp re replied by saying, uh, I didn't see any offside. Well, Jurgen, nobody did. <laughs> nobody did. During the game, he was actually laughing at that decision. Um, once again, uh, this draw came in at a, a devastating cost for Liverpool. Having Van Dijk out for at least six months, six to eight months probably. Um, could be closer to eight actually, depends on how severe his injury is. Uh, there's a lot of uh, analysts and specialists out there that say, oh, that was a horrendous tackle and Pickford uh, should be suspended for the duration for which Van Dijk is, uh, is injured. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's absolutely ridiculous, folks. You can't be asking that. The, the rules are not... And it's, it's just common sense. You know, the guy didn't want to, to go out and, and blow uh, Van Dyke's knee out. It is very unreasonable to think that way. Um, horrible injuries like these have, uh, have occurred in the past, whether it's Van Dyke or whether it's somebody else much less famous uh, and much less important at a team. Um, the rules are the same for everybody and we can't just make an exception and I'm pretty sure that Pickford didn't want to injure Van Dyke with that tackle he was just trying to take the ball out of play it's as simple as that um, no I think uh, Pickford shouldn't be suspended I think that it's it's just you know a freak accident and these things happen and uh, yeah Van Dyke hopefully he'll make a full recovery uh, and hopefully uh still managed to play at the same level that he did before. Um, moving on to Spurs versus West Ham. And oh my goodness. If you just watched the first half and then you decided to turn off your TV, well, you made a big mistake. Because in the first half, the only thing that you saw was Spurs dominating. I mean, superb performance by Kane, who developed a very strong chemistry with Son playing off another it is just beautiful to see. Absolutely tremendous. Like these these two guys at the moment I believe that they're they're the most vicious uh pair of attackers uh in the world, to be honest with you. Uh Bale made his debut and had had a gigantic chance to kill the game, uh, but put it wide, so it must have been the lack of minutes. Three to nothing in the first half by Spurs. What a performance that their passes were flowing, their game was flowing. It was it was just beautiful to see. Beautiful to see. But then the 81st minute came around and there were two mistakes made in a row by Indobele and Sanchez on the Spurs side and they conceded two goals in three minutes. Then it was 3-2. Uh, Jose Mourinho was obviously fr uh, frustrated and uh, not being able to get a clean sheet. But, you know, they were still probably comfortable thinking that they still have one up. Um, <laughs> then, in a the 94th minute, Lanzini. What an absolute bomb from outside the box. Beats Lloris and ties the game 3-3. David Moyes, the West Ham coach, was jumping up and down like he won the Champions League. I mean, West Ham will be very, very happy with the result. The game, the game seemed to be going only one way after the first half. I mean, even one of the commentators at BD Sports said that, I mean, 
uh, the West Ham really need to play the second half because they were just completely trashed. Well, technically, West Ham turned it around in just eight minutes. And um, yeah, on the Spurs side, it's simply unacceptable to blow a three to nothing lead. Um, it's been a while since the Spurs have had a clean sheet, let alone to to concede three goals in such a short amount of time. Um, it must be psychological. I'm pretty sure it is psychological. Uh, in the first half, it was the Kane and Sancho, but it ended up with a Lanzini bomb. I mean, what a goal and what a game. Uh, Mourinho in a post-game interview said that football happened in this game because the journalist said, uh, Jose, I'm still trying to understand football. Can you explain that to me? And he said, well, football happened. Um, he said that they, they lost the second half three to nothing and he gave credit all uh he he gave all credit to West uh, for to West Ham for pushing on and um I think he's right. I think uh you know West Ham does deserve the praise for believing in themselves. But to be honest with you, like even at three one, there was a cross in the in the middle of the box and then um uh, um I forgot who it was that scored. It was uh the uh the defender, a defender of West Ham and they made it 3-1. And you can see, like, there was no major uproar in uh, the West Ham team. There was no, like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's do it. Like, everybody was just like, okay, well, we have one back. Let's see if we can get another one. And they got another one, and it was 3-2. And then with that Lanzini bomb, it was actually the last, the just the last few seconds of the game. The last few seconds of the game. Um, away header, I think it was... Uh, I'm not sure if it was by Kane or somebody else, but then the ball got uh, got to Lanzini outside of the box, and uh, he just lasered it in. Top bins, ridiculous goal. Goal of the season, candidate for sure. And uh, yeah, Mourinho has uh, his hands uh, full again and has to go back in and work with his players uh, a, little bit, a little bit more. And make sure that these type of situations don't happen again. It's it's really unacceptable. And you never see a Mourinho side blow a 3 to nothing lead. I don't know how many times that has happened in the past, but it's very few. Mourinho doesn't blow leads at all. Moving on. In La Liga, both Real Madrid and Barcelona lost to Cadiz and Hitafe respectively and with an identical score, one to nothing. Uh, while Atletico Madrid continued their winning ways and Suarez gets back on a score sheet, uh, it's a win for Atletico Madrid this time. In Serie A, Federico Chiesa made his debut for, Juvent uh, for Juventus with a red card. <laughs> horrible, horrible way to to make your mark uh, after everybody was so excited. Um, you know, young, talented Italian uh, comes to Juventus. It's always big news. Um, the game ended up in being a draw, and Pirlo needs to put some solid performances together. You know, it was a good atmosphere, and the players were really happy to have him as a coach, but now they have to deliver. In the Milan Derby, AC Milan won 2-1 against Inter, with Zlatan going a double and uh, Lukaku getting on a score sheet for Inter. AC Milan will be really, really happy with his win. Now... Another thing that I want to mention here in Italy is Spezia. Yeah, <laughs> Spezia is becoming uh, my new favorite team. 
And to be honest with you, I think there will be a dark horse. So Lazio, AC Milan, uh, Juventus, uh, you better watch out. You better watch out. This is the dark horse of Serie A right now. And I am pretty sure they're going to rob some people off some really, really important points. And uh, that was it for last week. Now, this week, starting today and tomorrow, we have the greatest competition of all back on track, which is the Champions League. And um, today we have some interesting games. And let's start uh, by mentioning Chelsea against Sevilla. Uh, then in the same group, we have Ren uh, versus Krasnodar. In Group F, we have Zenit St. Petersburg against Club Bruges and Lazio versus Borussia Dortmund. Uh, that would be one to watch. In Group G, we have Dinamo Kiev against Juventus and Barcelona against Ferencvaros. Need I remind you again, Barcelona will play against Juventus in the group stage. I mean, <laughs> what a privilege would that be uh, to be able to see that. And in Group H, we have PSG versus Manchester United. That will be very, very interesting. Hopefully, Cavani and Alex Telles will make their debut for Manchester United with uh, Bruno Fernandes uh, being a captain for the first time. And uh, we also have RB Leipzig against Istanbul Basak Kehir. I'm pretty sure I murdered that name, but uh, if they make it out of the group stage, I promise that I will learn it. <laughs> Now on Wednesday, we have Salzburg against Lokomotiv Moscow and Bayern Munich against Atletico Madrid. That will be very, very interesting to watch. In Group B, we have Real Madrid against Shakhtar Donetsk and Inter versus Borussia München Gladbach. In Group C, we have Manchester City versus FC Porto and Olympiacos versus Marseille. In Group D, we have Ajax versus Liverpool. Really, really nice game there. And uh, FC Midgetland against Atalanta. Really, really cool games uh, today and tomorrow. We'll probably uh, do another quick podcast uh, after the two days of Champions League. I'm pretty sure we'll get to see a lot of goals. Uh, thank you very, very much for listening. And we'll see you on the next one.